Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez. And on this episode, I will explain and share my tips and insights on creating and using variable compensation plans which you might use for specific employees like sales or leadership positions. And you use these variable compensation plans to motivate and reward exceptional individual and team performance. A variable compensation plan usually includes a base wage component and a variable commission or bonus component as well. To receive more information about the Howa business, including the show notes page for this episode and how you can continue supporting my show and receive exclusive content and discounts through a Patreon membership, please visit thehowabusiness.com. You will also find the sample variable compensation plan free download on the show notes page for this episode. Thanks to all of you for listening to my podcast. Because of your continued support, my show now reaches well over 100,000 listeners every month. I specifically want to thank Justin, Thomas, and David, who recently joined my one-on-one coaching program and Andrew, who just joined my Patreon program. Thank you. So let's talk about variable compensation plans. What is a variable compensation plan? Well, a variable compensation plan is an employee compensation plan that includes a fixed base wage. It could be a salary or hourly wage, plus additional variable compensation that usually includes uh, commissions or bonuses or a combination thereof based on performance. They're usually used to encourage employees like salespeople or managers or other key leaders in your company to meet or exceed their goals and help the business achieve its goals. An effective variable compensation plan program should encourage high performance and provide for increasing income potential for higher level performers in your small business. An example of the variable component could include, as I said, commissions, a goal or quota attainment bonuses, new account bonuses, sign-on bonuses, retention bonuses, and project bonuses. There's really obviously no limit to what you can put together in a variable compensation plan. Variable pay is typically the reward for success related to the personal team, or company performance of specific goals, goals you might set for the quarter, certainly goals you might set for the year for your business or for a particular department in your business. Variable compensation plans are ideally communicated in advance, so it's something you want to make whoever is going to be under them well aware of what's coming. So it's going to start, let's say, in the first quarter, you would roll it out in the fourth quarter well in advance so that it serves as an incentive and it's part of the formal annual compensation plan, which is introduced and effective usually at the start of the year. That doesn't have to be. It might be that you roll out a compensation plan at some other period in time. The point is to make sure that you roll it out uh, as effectively as possible with enough time for people to be able to understand it and ask questions about it. Compensation plans, whether they're variable or not, should always align people's behavior, your your employees' behavior with the company's strategy so that it generates great aligned performance. It has to be realistic and rewarding. Realistic and rewarding compensation plans will help you attract and retain the best team members for your small business. Variable compensation plans are what larger companies, what larger corporations use 
to attract and retain the best employees. So when do you use a variable compensation plan and who are they best for? Well, you can use them for any position that you want to motivate and reward to superior individual and team achievement. This may include salespeople, executives, managers, and other leaders or individual contributors who you want to keep motivated and well compensated for their efforts. They should also be used when you want to incentivize alignment with specific company goals. So specific initiatives, and it doesn't always have to be sales, but certain, certain achievements, certain goals that you've set out for the business that you need the hyper-focused alignment of certain individuals on. And so the achievement of those goals are so valuable to the business that you're able to and willing to specifically compensate uh, those individuals that help you attain those goals. So what are the basic components? And again, you can combine any or all of these, and these are just some basic ideas. But of course, there's the base salary or rate. That's that based or fixed compensation that's paid to the employee, regardless of any goal achievement. As long as they keep their job, they get a this base salary component. Then on top of that, there might be a projected or target sales component. So the specific goals related to revenue that are generated for the compensation period. This is also sometimes referred to as the quota. So in the compensation plan, when it's related to sales or any other goal for that matter, you want to make sure you specifically state what that goal is. What is that quota? What is that goal that you're incentivizing the employee and or the team to achieve? And then what is my commission rate if there is going to be a commission component? So as the employee, I want this all to be spelled out very clearly and understandably in my compensation plan. So what is the commission amount that's going to be paid on sales generated? And then there may be additional bonuses. There might be multiple bonuses, may include the commission, but also include other special bonuses like a quota attainment bonus. So a comp plan often might have a base salary, a commission based on revenue that that person generates, and it's related to a goal of generating X amount of revenue. And if I achieve that as the salesperson, not only do I get the commission, but I may also get a one-time bonus for achieving the quota. And then I can continue to earn commission if I bring in revenues beyond the quota, typically. That's again, all dependent on how you define the compensation plan. But those are the key components of a variable compensation. The base component, the fixed component that gets paid to the employee, regardless of attainment of any kind of goal. And then the variable component that's tied to achieving those goals or milestones that have been assigned to them either individually or because they're part of the team or because the overall company achieved a certain goal that they have some influence over, that they have some ability to impact. Let's also talk about some best practices that I've observed. You know, I've been the, the employee who has worked under a comp plan in my sales career, and I've developed and designed comp plans for people on my teams as I've owned businesses, and I've had the opportunity to help my coaching clients develop compensation plans. So I've seen a lot of different approaches to this, and everybody needs to, to develop an approach that works best for your business. And one of the key things that I'll say right at the outset is you need to start simply, if you haven't done anything like this before in your business, start simple and then evolve it over time. 
And I'll come back to a couple of best practice points related to that very specifically. But before you get started with developing a compensation plan, a variable compensation plan, it's important that you need to know your margins on the product or services that you're going to be incentivizing people performing on so that you can determine what you can afford to pay in the way of commissions or bonuses. You got to be very careful that you don't pay staff members a bonus or a commission if the margins are already so thin that doing so would create a net loss on the sale of that of that particular product or service. So you have to understand what your margins allow for to then help you determine what you can afford to pay in the way of uh, variable compensation. If we're talking about sales, right, there might be other reasons why you have a variable component. They may have to do with growing a division or growing a product line or growing a department. And so there, uh, it's a different measure. You don't necessarily, you're not necessarily looking at what the impacts are on margins. In that case, you'd be looking at the impact on your overhead to pay that additional bonus in that example. Make the compensation, the variable compensation plan specific for a period of time, like for the year. So for example, you might roll out the 2023 sales compensation plan or the 2023 general manager compensation plan. So you're setting the tone that compensation plans will evolve over time. They're not set in stone. You never want to have the understanding or the perception that the components or the quota or the commission rates or any component, certainly of a compensation plan, that that's the way it's going to be forever. Not only is that not good for, for people's expectations, but it's not good as a motivation. You want to continue to change those, those goals and those challenges so that people remain motivated and so that you can adjust depending on where you might need to focus. I have a client, for example, who, who is focusing on developing new net new accounts in a particular segment that is very lucrative for them. And so for this next year, they will incentivize their salespeople to seek those types of new accounts. And there's a special bonus for that. But that may not last into 2024 because that could change between now and then. Special bonuses of any kind, though, whether they're tied to something like a new account or anything other, any other kind of objective, have the biggest impact in the short term. So think in the way of campaigns. So other than an annual compensation plan, what I have seen works best outside of commissions, so we're not talking about commissions now, but special bonuses, is that short-term campaigns are usually most effective. So you might even have quarterly campaigns that provides for special bonuses for achieving certain goals or milestones with by an individual, by a group, or within a department. This keeps people motivated and focused in a short term because what happens is over time, people start to lose the, the enthusiasm, the focus, and, and anything that pays off longer term. We just have a hard time of having that be a motivator because we lose interest. We're focused more as humans on what's in front of me now. What, what can I attain sooner than later. Related to all of this, though, is to make it easy and transparent, especially when you're first starting out. 
Now, you might be a very evolved sales organization and you've had variable compensation plans for years, and so they may be very complex and intricate. But for most of us, as we're starting to introduce, or if this is early days or the first time that you've introduced a variable compensation plan, I encourage you to make it easy and transparent, and then you'll evolve it over time. Remember the point that a compensation plan should not be forever, it should be for a period of time. So what do I mean by easy and transparent? It needs to be easy to calculate both for you, the business owner, and for the employee. So the formula, the way that we calculate whether I as the employee earned my commission or what that commission is or how will it be calculated or what has to happen for me to earn the special bonus. If that is incredibly difficult for me to figure out, if I can't figure it out as an employee, then it does not serve as a motivator. And you don't want to make it so complicated that you as the owner now have to spend weeks after the quarter trying to figure out who earned what. So keep it simple to calculate for both sides. All of the relevant numbers need to be transparent. So if the employee is going to be measured on sales of a particular category or for the products that he or she has available to sell, then they have to have visibility to how we're doing with sales, right? Seems obvious, but we got to share with those people the numbers that they're going to be judged on, that we're going to bring in to calculate the commission or the bonuses. If I'm tied as an individual to not only an individual commission, but maybe a team bonus, then if it's going to have any motivation on me, I need to know how are we doing, how are we progressing as a team and how does it look as far as achieving that bonus, let's say, at the end of the quarter? Then you also related to all this want to define what do you mean by revenue or sales? When you're talking about a commission, when is it earned? When do I get paid that commission? Is it 15 days after the end of the quarter? Is it a month later? It certainly needs to be pretty quick after the period within which I earned it but I want to know what that expectation is. You need to set clear expectations and it should be in the compensation plan so nobody is confused about that. So that's what I mean by make it easy and transparent. In my opinion, you want to pay the variable component like commissions and any kind of bonuses, especially the ones that are individual bonuses, you want to pay those at least quarterly. Now, you might pay them more often than that. In some environments, the best practice is to pay them monthly. So certainly in environments where uh, the employee might be compensated almost entirely on commissions, then it's a different expectation. Every quarter is not going to be soon enough because that's expecting too much of individuals to be able to budget that long before they get a substantial portion of their pay. But for more typical variable compensation plans where the base still makes up the at least half or more of the total pay, that variable component, you want to pay at least quarterly. So not so soon that it becomes a burden on you from an administrative perspective, but not so far out that A, it becomes a budgeting issue for the employee and it loses that power of incentive because if you're only going to pay me a bonus once a year, that's great, but that's not going to really help me focus or keep me focused or motivated throughout the year necessarily. Now, nothing wrong with having two types of bonuses. I might have a bonus that I might achieve 
and get paid on a quarterly basis. And then maybe there's an overall company bonus that's only based on did we achieve our annual goals and then that gets paid, let's say, in January after the year is over. I've seen that done many times very effectively. This is Henry Lopez with a brief pause to this episode to let you know that one of our sponsors and one of my favorite podcast shows, Stroke of Genius, is back for another great season. If you've ever had a great idea or brainstormed a way to make something better, Stroke of Genius is the podcast for you. Brought to you by IPO Education Foundation, Stroke of Genius identifies misconceptions about intellectual property to show the importance of IP to business and the economy. In season five, host and entrepreneur Raha Francis tackles questions about how patents incentivize investment in R&D, the right of musicians to sample music, the role of IP in promoting technology, sustainability, and more. Hear entrepreneurs, artists, scientists, inventors, lawyers, and other industry leaders get to the heart of what intellectual property protection means to them and why it matters. Get more information on Stroke of Genius at ipoef.org. And don't forget to subscribe and rate Stroke of Genius on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. Another best practice related to variable compensations is to make the variable component the quota or the goal that needs to be attained to either earn additional commissions or a bonus make sure that that's realistic and achievable. Certainly, you want it to be a stretch, and maybe you have a stretch component to it. So if I get past a certain number, my commission goes up to another level, for example. But if you make a goal or an objective or a quota completely unrealistic, your team will know that. It will serve to deflate everyone. In fact, you'll probably lose your top performers because they don't want to work somewhere where they don't have the opportunity realistically to make good money. And so it serves no one. If all of a sudden this year you set a million dollar sales quota, but everybody knows that last year the company in its entirety only did a hundred thousand, well, maybe that's might be unrealistic, right? And everybody knows that. So it needs to be realistic. Do not begrudgingly offer to pay a commission or a bonus. You need to do the work up front, as I said, to make sure you can afford it. But then if you're going to use this type of compensation, be be happy to pay it because it means it means and it meant that these individuals performed in an aligned and at a high level to have earned that and they've done their work to bring in the revenue or to achieve certain critical goals for your business. So make it achievable, although of course you wanna have it be a bit of a stretch as well. The variable component, especially if there's any kind of a commission, and maybe this only applies to commissions as I think about it, but it needs to not be capped if at all possible. In other words, avoid capping my commissions. I've only seen that every so often. In fact, I've I've worked for companies that had that. In other words, if you earned commissions, you might only make it up to the quota amount, and then that was it. So, so why would I work any harder to bring in that next incremental dollar if I'm not going to get compensated for it? So it sounds uh, basic, but it's important to understand that you want to allow that motivation for an individual that if I overachieve, 
I will get compensated. Now, you might be thinking, well, there are some times when I don't want to sell that much because I may not be able to deliver on that. I may not have the capacity. So you do have to think through those things and figure out how do you nonetheless motivate someone to overachieve. If you motivate someone to just achieve just enough, then what you're going to attract and what you're going to retain are B-level players at best. Now, related to motivating and incenting, you want to make sure that you're motivating and incenting the right behaviors. So start with the end in mind. What behaviors or actions beyond the obvious of selling or completing this project or growing this division, what behaviors and actions do you want your compensation plan to incentivize? Does your comp plan, for example, encourage your team to perform the best activities or sell the most profitable products or services? Because maybe you've slanted the variable component to favor those products or services that are most profitable for the business. So you might set up a special commission structure or a bonus, for example, to sell those more valuable products or services. That's one way that you are aligning your compensation plan so that people behave the way you want them to behave. Realize that anybody with a variable compensation plan is very quickly going to figure out how do I maximize that for myself? And that's just what they're going to do, understandably, as you would expect anybody to do, as you would do do yourself. As you incentivize them to perform, are you incentivizing them to perform the way that you need and want them to to do so for the good of the business. I mentioned, of course, that it's not just about individual performance, but I really encourage, if possible, to include a group component as well. So I'm in my comp plan as the employee, I'm motivated and incentivized to go and perform as an individual, but I think it always works best when there's a component that, uh, that that rewards me and incentivizes me for working together as a group. So if the overall group that I'm part of also achieves its overall goal, I get rewarded for that as well. You also want to keep in mind that you need to adjust all of this for any of the particular cycles that your business might go through and bring that into account if necessary into your compensation plan. I talked about having a goal or a quota. That's a critical component, I think, to any variable compensation plan is that variable component needs to be tied to a specific achievement. Beyond commission and bonuses, the other thing that often works really well are other special incentives like trips or rewards or uh, other kinds of things that you can use beyond their traditional a commission or bonus that often work well, not just from a recognition perspective, but to to create that and foster that community of of rewarding and incentivizing those behaviors that you want to see. So think about adding special incentives as well. Let's say if the if the group meets a certain objective or if the company meets their overall objective at the end of the year. So generally speaking, and this is just a general rule of thumb, is that in most industries, the structure of the compensation, the fixed component compared to the variable component, is usually at least a 60-40. So 60% of the total compensation is fixed, 
That's that salary component or hourly wage component. That's the part that doesn't change relative to the attainment of any goal. It can change over time as that person gets a raise or some other kind of performance increase. But as far as the compensation plan goes, that's the fixed component, that salary that you're getting paid. So that usually is about 60% or so. And then the variable, the commission and bonuses, the part that varies depending on attainment, either individually or as a group, that's about 40%. So that's a general guidance for you to, to consider and think about. Again, most variable compensation plans, except for in very, um, I'm going to say aggressive sales environments where I've seen as much as 100% commission positions, uh, that's different. And there are some environments where that's what that's not just the norm, but but what works best. Uh, what comes to mind is uh, sales of automobiles is often leans more in that direction. But for most of our businesses, you're probably going to end up with a 60-40 mix. Again, no hard rule on this. It just depends on on the type of industry and the position uh, that you're trying to incentivize and motivate. I've done a series of other episodes on the How a Business podcast related to employment. And where you can find those is if you go to the website, thehowabusiness.com, and you click on the podcast menu. When that drop down menu appears below that, click on archive. And then either on the archive page or from the menu, go to employees. So, podcast, archive, employees, you'll find at that archives page all of the episodes related to employees. I'll also put a link to that archive on the show notes page to this episode. I mentioned at the beginning a free download that you'll find on the on the show notes page for this episode as well. And that's what I'm calling a sample variable compensation plan. So it's a great starting point. It's a spreadsheet that you can use as a starting point and modify it obviously as you need to. And you'll see that it has a, an opportunity for to plug in a base component and then a commission component and a bonus component. And there are some ideas in there as placeholders that you can use to get started. I really encourage you to model uh, a compensation plan before you roll it out or even before you get any kind of significant feedback from the team, the individuals who will be under it, the managers, whoever you're going to involve to finalize them, model it so that you can see at a minimum what the impact is going to be for you financially as the employer and what it'll look like for the employee. If they achieve their target, what will their total compensation look like? How does that compare to what you've been paying them before? And uh, how does it compare to the industry, to what others are paying for similar type positions? And so then you want to stress test it. What if, what if they blow it out? What if they, what if the employee does 200% of the goal? What is the financial impact of that? Ideally, it means they've brought in that much more business, so it's all good. But as I mentioned earlier, what if that's not so good? What if you can't deliver on that? So what kind of controls or throttles do you need to put on that? Even though I said I do not like plans that limit what someone can make, the reality is that you might have to think about some of those parameters because you may not be able to fulfill that many orders or, or support that much growth. So you do have to think through those things. Key takeaways for you, in my opinion, on variable compensation plans. In particular, if you haven't done these before, 
or if maybe you've just dabbled on it and are starting to expand using them. Start simple, so don't overcomplicate this to start with. Purposely start simple. Make it easy to calculate for both you and the employee, and it needs to be transparent. The numbers that are going to be used to calculate the employee's commission or bonus as much as possible within your organization, the the tracking of those numbers, the status of where we're at with those numbers needs to be as transparent as possible, or it will lose its ability to motivate and in fact could create frustration and resentment and a lack of trust. Of course, you have to start, as I said a moment ago, by modeling and understanding your margins if we're talking about, in particular, the sale of a product or service. So make sure that you can actually afford first to pay the commission or the bonus that you are planning to do so. Make sure that you have the margins for those particular products or services. That's why, for example, I've seen some businesses pay a commission or a bonus on certain products to encourage that focus because those are the products that you want to incentivize them to sell because that's where you have the highest margin for the business or because that's what you're best at delivering or that's what you can deliver the fastest on or those are the items that supply chain issues have affected least. So there's all of those different components that come into play and that's what we mean by making sure that the compensation plan is in alignment, that it's encouraging and rewarding the right behaviors. A compensation plan is not forever. At most, it's annual. And maybe even think about having special campaigns on top of compensation plans that are even for a shorter period of time, like a quarter to motivate or reward for achieving certain goals in that shorter time frame. Use variable compensation plans to motivate and reward performance and attract and retain the very best talent for your small business. I wish you the best as you start and grow your successful and profitable small business. This is Henry Lopez. Thanks for joining me for this episode of The How of Business. I release episodes every Monday morning, and you can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can listen at the website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.